So since we have with us two of, I would say, the best fic writers in the 100 fandom. Aww. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even saying that because you guys are my friends. I'm saying that because it's absolutely true. And like, I loved Shasha's writing before I, I mean, I've known Claire forever, so I can't say this about Claire, but I love Shasha's writing before <laughs> I even knew her. And then like, we started being friends and I was like, oh my God, Senpai noticed me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought this was, you know, this is like too good an opportunity. I feel like having like two people who are really prolific fic writers or really dedicated fic writers, you know, really great fic writers. Not to kind of stop for a minute and like have a little sidebar to talk about fic writing as a form of interpretation and especially character interpretation. Because like, so I don't really like write fic, you know, like, I, I mean, I, I've written, you know, like tiny little things for like presents for people or whatever, but I don't, I don't really write fic. My brain doesn't, I don't know, like I probably could, but I haven't really tried. I'm just much more... I'm the analyst, right? Like I'm, we, we talked about this in the Kelamy debate, Claire, where I'm just sort yeah, of yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. trained. And this is why like, it's the, the podcast I think a lot of the time works is that we're both like, we both think a lot about how stories work, but we come at it from opposite directions. You know, I think about a story. I like look at, I look at things after they're done and sort of like take them apart and think about the ideas that they're putting together and, and the ideas that they generate. And you of course put stories together, but I mean, I, you know, Having said all that and being somebody who whose job it is to read creative writing, you know, and think really, really hard and seriously about it and teach it and talk about it and, and all that stuff. I really do think that like that fanfic at its best, you know, the thing that it does that makes it so like special and amazing as a genre is that it really is kind of about thinking really, really hard about like, who are these characters at their core? From the stories that were given on the screen, you know, in the book or whatever, what other possible stories are there that we're not going to get told, but what can we, you know, it's like, it's a way of exploring. It's a way of thinking through kinds of questions and issues that the, the TV and movies and books that we love raise, but just sort of like approaching them, I think, in a, in a way that's different from the way that I approach them. So anyway, so that I just thought it was like, it would be cool to talk about fanfic and writing it and stuff like that. And I'm, I, you don't, you absolutely don't have to pick up on any of this and talk about that if you don't want to, but, um, that was just me kind of like setting up. This is me, the English professor. No, I love this. Yeah, for this all of our Keep listeners going. who are not you know, because, like, we do have listeners. We do have listeners who are not people who, like, really participate in fandom. Like, I have I have friends who I got into the show who listen to the podcast. And, like, they aren't really part of, like, fandom culture in any way. You know, and, and like, and maybe this is, like, a little bit by coming out to those people in terms of, like, the fact that, like, yeah, I'm in fandom and I read fic and I and all this stuff. But I, I, you know, so I've thought about it a lot because there's a lot of cultural prejudice towards fandom i think it has a lot to do with you know the way that fandom is coded female and young and there's a whole long history of that that goes right back to the 18th century that i could do like an hour long lecture oh goodness yes and i'm actually i think i'm going to teach a class on that next semester but so basically like that introduction is my pitch to say like that to me like speaking as someone who is trained in literary criticism i think that like i said at its best example you know at its best Fanfic is its own form of commentary and criticism and exploration Mm -hmm. that does some really, really cool and fascinating stuff. And it's a way of processing the sorts of questions and ideas that we discuss and think about in turn, you know, with regard to the show in a different form. 
And now I just want to listen to you guys talk about it because I can, you know, I'm, I can like theorize about it, but like, but I can't talk about actually like the process of writing it. I'm just like really, I'm really curious to hear you guys talk about that. And also like hear you guys talk to each other about that. Cause I'm sure you have very different processes and very different you know, ways of thinking about it. And I just thought it would be cool to kind of like let you guys give like a masterclass. <laughs> All right. Now I'm going to shut up. <laughs> so for, for me, I think I still consider myself somebody who is like, very new to fandom and really into the world of, of fic. Like this is the first show that I've ever gotten so deeply into that I really was like engaging in fandom in this kind of a way. Like I went to Star Trek conventions as a kid. My sister and I were like huge, huge fans of Star Trek, but not in any kind of the depth of the way that like now with like Tumblr and Twitter and like fandom online kind of curated spaces that we have such access to. Like, so watching, like I binged the first two seasons of this show with Aaron uh, and then she was like sending me, you know, like this fanfic that she was reading and I knew of fanfic, but I didn't like follow it or read it or anything. So I kind of discovered it as a genre and as a way of, you know, processing how I felt about these characters and, and what I thought about them through this show. And so like the first fanfic that I ever wrote was like was for this fandom. Like this is kind of how I kind of got my start on it. So the first fic that I wrote was between season two and season three hiatus and it was like uh you know Kane and Abby what happens after they come back from Mount Weather and what I really was immediately hooked on was all the different ways that it sort of opens up like opportunities to think about how the world works you know like like I remember like thinking a lot about the sky people trying to build a life for themselves using the resources of Mount Weather but feeling traumatized by the idea of resettling in Mount Weather I think getting back to like the sort of the cultural stereotypes talked about about fanfic, I think everyone assumes that the only purpose of it is pornographic and that it is all kind of like, you know, basically that, that it's like <laughs> young women making the characters that they like make out with each other. And there's nothing wrong with fic that does that. Yeah, that's 100% <laughs> what I do all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think it's important, like, I actually do think it's really important to, to address the fact that shaming that is its own problem. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. But also the idea that it's just about banging all the time. You know, like the writers whose who's fic I like the best, it's because of the characters and the world building. It's because when Kane talks, he sounds like Kane. And it's because they get little details right, like the arc having circadian lighting to create artificial night and day cycles. Or people's headcanons about how did Jake and Abby meet or how many of these kids on the arc knew each other, you know? So so it's like all these different kind of perspectives of like fleshing out the world and fleshing out these characters and their sort of inner lives. I just find it really fascinating. And I've been really surprised, and I don't know, Shosh, if, if maybe you've had a similar experiences of like characters that I either didn't feel particularly attached to or didn't like as much or was less interested in becoming more interested in them in canon because they became interesting to me through fic first. Like there were characters was kind of like, ah, I could take this person and leave them. And then you like read a really good fic where you're like, oh. So I guess I should probably do some background on my horrific thing too while I'm here. I guess I should maybe do an intro before I get into the questions. I'm like, I guess <laughs> Yes, that would be good. Yes. So I am not new to Phantom. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's been a long time. For context, I'm now 31. And I believe the first fan fiction I ever read was definitely for the television show Gargoyles, which was on the Disney <laughs> Channel. And was great. Amazing. Yes. Yes. I remember that show. Yeah, it's a great show. 
but yeah, my brother is four years older than I am. So he was starting to read fanfic at sort of a normal age to be reading about, you know, weird monsters having sex with humans, which is like 14 or so. But I was 10 and I was like, oh, this is cool. You're reading about that show we like. Let's do this. And so, yeah, I started reading Gargoyles fanfic when I was about 10 <laughs> and started writing Babylon 5 fanfiction when I was about 12. And all of those sites are no longer active. Thank God. <laughs> I want to read your juvenilia. <laughs> Have I never sent you any of it? There was one. Did you ever watch Babylon 5? I can't remember. I haven't seen Babylon 5, no. It holds up pretty well. I watched it recently. But, you know, I was 12. This was when I was living in England for two years because of my dad's work. And I was very socially isolated and not sure what to do with it. And definitely just, you know, drew a lot of very bad fan art in my notebooks and wrote a lot of very bad <laughs> fan fiction. Often Babylon 5 Gargoyles crossover fan fiction. Excellent. Where you know, the immortal characters are still alive and now they're on Babylon 5. <laughs> and definitely one of the characters, like my Mary Sue character, she had majored in 20th century music so that she liked all the music that I liked, which is like <laughs> Boyzone, which is this terrible English boy band oh that only did covers. Oh my god! <laughs> That is hilarious. So, so good. Your commitment to, like, realism in making sure you had a backstory to explain why the character right? liked the same music as you is precious. <laughs> yeah, but, like, can we really believe that in, you know, 200 years when they are teaching 20th century music, do we believe that Boyzone is going to make the cut? <laughs> you never know. All that you never know. I still didn't get there. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I was really committed to coming up with a realistic reason that she would be listening to Boys Zone, and I got there. <laughs> and I've been in fandom pretty steadily ever since then. I went through the, you know, high school anime phase, and then the uh, live journal phase, and then here we are. <laughs> so yeah, I've been in fandom for a very, very long time. I feel point. like we should also note for those uh, listeners who are not familiar with Shosh, what's your current word count for the 100 fanfic? Somewhere around over 2 million, less than 3 million. Yeah. So your Hamilton, your Hamilton reference for this week is, of course, why do you write like you're running out of time? <laughs> I'm checking my AO3 stats right now to see how I measure up. You're never going to catch No, Shosh. I'm 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 897,000. So I'm like half a shosh, like at best. I'm like I'm less than a million still. <laughs> I have published apparently 503 works on Archive of Our Own and wow. I've been a member since oh, wow. 2007. Okay, so my wow. total word count across all fandoms is 2 million 800,000. Oh my god. And the vast majority of that is in the 100 fandom. <laughs> what a fucking legend. <laughs> I mean... I know, right? Shosh is a very, very experienced fic writer. This is like a lifelong thing for you. This is like a thing that you just do because you love doing it, you enjoy doing it. Yep. So like for you, what draws you to writing about a show or a character or a pairing? It's such a weird thing. Like we were talking about this recently, Erin and I, because on Tumblr I got an ask about, you know, if I'd ever write for um, Jake and Amy from Brooklyn Line Line, whom I love and like... It is kind of depressing for me, given Jake's state as a human being, the extent to which I am Jake and my girlfriend Britt is Amy. And <laughs> when she was like deeply upset about him for not using a calendar, which was 
the episode aired like literally I think a week <laughs> after I was talking to a friend of mine we'd just gone to a a wedding together and she was meeting my college friends for the first time and one of my friends was like so we did did we scare her off and I'm like no no I think that's not nearly as bad as the fact that I don't use a calendar <laughs> like literally the next <laughs> week on Brooklyn by nine they like had a fight about that and then this past week he was talking about like sneaking out to go to a party and then had been admitted it was a magic the gathering tournament and I was like oh my god <laughs> Wow, you guys really are Jake and... uh, Oh my god. uh, Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you know, when I write Bellark fic, I'm Bellamy and she's Clark, but it's mostly she's Amy and I'm Jake. Like, that's how it is. Right, 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 right. But yeah, so I got someone asking me, you know, like, oh, have you ever considered writing fic about them? And I'm like, you know, not really. Like, I like them. I really enjoy the pairing. But what's happened with them... And I think what I said in the answer and what is true is that what they put on screen for that show is totally enough for me. Yeah. I yeah. see what's on the screen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm cool. I don't need to fill in any blanks. The sort of perfect alchemy for a show for me to like write a ton of fic about is like the show is giving me enough of what I want to know what that is, but not enough of what I want to actually be satisfied. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. In this case, you know, they're not making out, so like, come on, guys. <laughs> Which is <laughs> right, a gross right. oversimplification. I'd probably still write fanfic about them if they were making out. At some point when you write this much fanfic, just everyone in your life knows about it. <laughs> and I was talking <laughs> to my dad about it a few years ago, and he was like, how come you never write fan fiction about Friday Night Lights? I'm gonna read. Fan- I was like, well, I mean, Dad, I, I don't really have anything to say about Friday Night Lights. And he's like, but, but why not? You love Friday Night Lights. I love Friday Night Lights. And I'm like, I mean, you know, it, I I do love Friday Night Lights, but I don't need to do anything with it. And then like, I did write one fanfic about it. And I sent it to my dad, and he's like, well, that was great, but there should have been more Coach Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, thanks for the comment, I'm Dad. Like, well, you know, it's like, I would have expected you to write more about, you know, Coach and Mrs. Coach. And I was like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> you know, that's, it's really interesting that you say that because I feel like when I'm sort of pulled into the fandom for a show, it's a similar thing for me. Like, there are shows that I really, really, really love that I've never really felt the urge to read fic for or to get yeah. really involved yeah, yeah, yeah. in, like, yeah. writing, you know, meta about or, like, mm-hmm. doing a podcast about it or something like that. Like, I really love Mad Men, but I don't need to read fic about it or write meta about it or anything like that. Mm -hmm. There are shows you don't engage with like that. Exactly. And I think part of it is because... There, there is something really interesting about the fact that, like, the pull to to read fic, or, or in, I think maybe to write it, or to get involved in fandom, or to have these discussions, for me it feels like there has to be a problem I want to solve that the show isn't solving. Yeah. Yeah. Something has to be unresolved, that I feel like an urge to resolve. And, like, so I, I feel like for a lot of people, you know, like, writing fic, reading fic, engaging in fandom is a response to that feeling of lack of fulfillment. And sometimes it's just that you want more of something. Yeah. But I think for me, it sounds like for you, Shosh, if I want more of something, it's usually not just because like, I love that so much. I want more of it. You know, it's like, it's yeah. like, there's some other, there's some other little problem that I just like, I can't like my brain just like, won't let it go. I have to solve it, but it's never going to be yeah. solved. You know? So it's just this kind of like, that's where like the momentum comes from, you know? So like what the, the, the shows that I get, most invested in like this you know like are the ones that are never quite perfect you know like that's that's the part of it that is really compelling so for me I think I I agree with both of what what you guys are saying like when I first was on tumblr and first on ao3 that I was like oh I'm gonna find the thick archives for like all my favorite shows and there was just some of them where I was kind of like this is fine like it's interesting or it's funny or it's hot or it's whatever but it's not 
sort of scratching an itch. Like, I love the West Wing, but I've never felt a compulsion to, like, write West Wing fic, although I did do a West Wing cabbie crossover. Like, I like living in that world, I like, but I was just like, I don't, I don't have anything new that I need to say about these characters. But for me, I think, and I think this kind of gets to, like, what you guys were saying about, like, a piece that needs to be resolved. I think because the characters that, that I'm really deeply the most kind of emotionally hooked into with this show are Kane and Abby and like Kane and Abby are never going to be like the central protagonists of this show. So like, I'm always going to want more than I'm getting. So not even getting into sort of the world of AUs, just of kind of what's in canon. There are always angles of the story to explore of like, how are Kane and Abby involved in this? How do things look from their perspective? How does this impact their relationship? How is their backstory and their past relationship sort of shaped by this? There's always going to be huge pieces of that to explore that the show is just sort of never going to give. So it really does feel like, like, Shosh, like, I totally relate to what you were saying, where it's like, there's enough there that I, like, love these characters truly deeply, and I feel like I understand them on this really profound level, while also knowing that I'm never going to get the volume of story about them that I wish that I was getting, and so I feel like I have to do it myself. But I feel like there's enough there to give us, like, so much interesting stuff to go on. One of the things that, you know, when you're talking about, you know, again, the kind of reputation fanfic has and the possibilities people don't recognize isn't it and one of the things I was thinking about was you know as a fic writer what I write most these days is AUs which if you're not in fic that is alternate universe which is basically fics that have nothing to do with canon like you know it's the same characters but they're now in a completely different setting and that is the vast majority of what I write and that's something that's sort of very weird in a way to fit into the the sort of idealized fandom conversation. Like, I have definitely written AU fanfics that were very non-subtle critiques of canon on a couple occasions. But for the most part, when you're writing an AU, it's in it's not directly interacting. It's not filling in the blanks. It's just wanting more. And that's sort of one of those weird things where I'm like, when I talk about fanfic as a valuable thing, I'm almost never talking about what I write, which is a weird place to be. Because again, what I write <laughs> is fluffy AUs about two characters making out a lot. <laughs> and, and often they have cats. <laughs> or dogs, you know, just like, and, you know, that's nothing that's in canon. That's nothing I... I mean, okay, I would love if Canon had dogs, actually, or cats. Like, I would love if they had pets, but, yes. you know, I'm not writing things that I think should be in Canon or things that, like, I want the show to do for me. I'm just writing things that I want that I'm never going to get. Yeah, yeah. If anyone is listening who has any power, I would love if Bellamy just got glasses for no reason. Like, we don't have to explain <laughs> this, you know, they come out of the bunker or whatever. Bellamy just has glasses now. That would be great. <laughs> just, I'm saying. <laughs> but again, like, it, I don't write these things because I'm like, yeah, this is absolutely where the show should go. Now they should be in college and Bellamy is a dog walker professionally and right, right, is, <laughs> I don't know 
I haven't, I should come up, I can't believe I can't come up with something. <laughs> right, uh, come on, what? <laughs> she works at a restaurant, okay? She works at a restaurant and Bellamy like walks by and he has his dogs and she's like, oh yeah, you've got so many dogs. <laughs> and that should be the plot of season five. <laughs> I in no way think that. So it's always kind of this weird thing when I'm like, oh yeah, fandom is really productive and it fills in all of these, uh, all of these things that are missing in canon. And I'm like, go home. I'm going to write about these two people making out because they both took the same grocery cart at Stop and Shop. Right, right, right. It's such a (laughs) weird disconnect. That's why it's so weird when people say as a, like, criticism, like, oh, you know, well, if fans had their way, everything would just be like a a coffee shop AU. And it's like, no, I read a coffee shop AU because, like, Canon is relentlessly grim, and I want to yeah. read about these characters being happy and getting a f- some fucking lattes, exactly. okay? It doesn't mean that I don't want the show to be what it is. It just means yeah. that for a minute I want something, a, you know, an alternative, a release of some kind. You know, it's like it's a totally different thing. It's a sort of insulting assumption that the audience can't tell the difference between the world that the show is giving you and like living in alternate universes because you want to experience something different with these characters. Like I think part of engaging in fic writing and fic reading and fandom is that all of these kind of components sort of exist side by side. You're saying like, I like existing in this other set of universes where like the characters get happy endings or get opportunities or get to explore things that they would never otherwise get to explore. So I think it's kind of a reductive way to talk about it, like enjoying AUs or enjoying fic that has a lighter or a fluffier or more contemporary or whatever tone than the show has somehow makes you intellectually unsophisticated. And that really bugs me. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's the sort of same issue that basically all genre works face where it's like, you know, I remember having many arguments with friends in high school about like, oh, I don't look like anime because I watched Pokemon. And I'm like, well, okay, yes, there is plenty of anime in the world that is like Pokemon. And I've enjoyed Pokemon. I've seen all of Digimon like more than once. I'm not going to lie to you. But there's also, you know, it's an entire genre that's full of all these different things. So you end up with someone who's like, Well, one time I read this fanfic that was clearly written by a 12-year-old girl who wanted her original character to make out with her favorite Babylon 5 character while listening to Boyzone, and clearly that means that the entire genre is fucked. Right, right. You know, again, if you found my middle school notebooks, I'm not going to say that it was going to give you the best impression of fandom. On the other hand, there are so many amazing fan works that people produce because they love these characters and they want to tell stories about them. Exactly. I mean, like, there's, like, I think fanfic at its heart, and AUs, too, I think is, like, so much of that is just about this really, really, like, pure love of and fascination with character, you know? Like, what happens if I take these two characters who I fundamentally just, like, am fascinated by and interested in and love and move them into, like, what happens if Cain and Abby were in an Agatha Christie style murder mystery, like mm-hmm. what would that be mm-hmm. like? How would they behave? And, you know, and part of the cool thing about writing fanfic and I think about reading fanfic and like, again, when it's really, really good, like Shosh, your stuff, it's like usually fluffy and vaguely ridiculous. Rose yeah, takes and- off his shirt like all the time just for no reason. <laughs> Not even because I'm into it, just because I think it's hilarious if he's one of those dudes who never wants to be wearing a shirt. I feel like he is that dude. And also, be honest, because your your fic version of Roan is basically just Zach McGowan. It really is. Also, <laughs> Liz is like super in love with him. So like, 
because she she doesn't watch this show, but she reads everything I write and watches the, and watched uh, Black Sails, so she just calls him her grimy pirate. Oh, so and she so, gets like, it. I just <laughs> yes. like to write him in there, just being gratuitously naked for her. Yeah, part of fanfic too is just like having fun with your friends. You're just like goofing around, you know, like and which is like there's nothing freaking wrong with just like goofing around because you can, you know. Just, yeah, like, the number writing of things, things I write just because laugh. my girlfriend tells me to is incredibly high. <laughs> But then also, like, I think, like, reading your, your fic, Shosh, like, Bellamy and Clark are still recognizably Bellamy and Clark. Like, really good fic writers, a kind of, like, superpower that's, like, really, really a huge skill is the ability to take characters out of the world that they're in and put them in a completely different context and have them still be recognizably those characters. You know, so it's, like, really about, like, uh, yeah. if Bellamy were a dog walker, you know, and, like, Clark ran a cafe... And he sat down at a table outside that cafe every single day. And she, and they like bickered about whether or not he was technically inside of the cafe and whether dogs were allowed, you know, like (laughs) that could be a recognizably Bellamy and Clark interaction, despite the fact that they're not like trying to save the human race or whatever. Yeah. And, and so much of it is just like, because like, like you start, like for me, I don't know, like some people, I'm a fairly picky fic writer like I basically only read fic for shows I'm like really 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 into in that particular way you know like in that way where I'm like like I need something there's something missing that I that I need sort of like fulfilled in or whatever and only for pairings that I'm also super 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 into yeah but the kind of amazing thing is that like there was just sort of like humongous array of different sort of versions of the characters that you can find that are distinct but still recognizable. And the reason that I look for it is because like I love those characters so much. You know, I do have a kind of question like, you know, like you're scrolling through and like, it's like, hell yeah, I want to read about like, what would Clark and Bellamy be like if they were, you know, like in a version of the story of Jane Austen's Persuasion? I want to read that. Like, that seems like a really awesome idea, you know? To me, it seems like a feat of creativity just to sort of give yourself those like stricter parameters, you know, like because it's not original fiction, you can't just do whatever you want. You're sort of like bound within like, would this character do this? And it's not even your character. And I think that's just like really cool. By trade, I'm not really a prose writer, but I came into this fandom right after I had finished writing a novel. And so I was like testing out, is this a kind of writing that I enjoy that I want to keep doing? And Fic gave me a way to test out lots of different ways to write prose. But the thing that I was sort of surprised and delighted by that I really love about it is, you know, my primary engagement as a writer is that I am a playwright. And the thing about being a playwright is that you get instantaneous immediate feedback about the thing that you're writing like you get to watch an audience watch the thing that you wrote you have a very visceral and direct relationship with the people consuming the words that you created that you don't have if you write a book and they just go to a bookstore and buy it like people can tell you afterwards like oh I read your book and I liked it a lot and you can be like oh thank you but you're not experiencing it with them and the thing about fic Insofar as I have a specialty, like Shosh's specialty is very clear. If I have one, it is like long form historical cabbie AUs. <laughs> <laughs> like that's sort of like, I do a lot of stuff in canon, but like the most Claire of the Claire things that I write are some like 80 to 100,000 words of Cain and Abby sometime prior to 1920. <laughs> 
they're, you know, it's big projects and big sort of long form pieces. And so I sort of roll them out kind of chapter by chapter. And so then you get like real engagement with people that are reading the thing that you wrote and people are having conversations about it. They're talking about it with you. Like I have people who are like genuine, profound, real life friends that I have made who I met from us commenting on each other's fix as they were in process. There's a communal aspect to it and there's like a relational aspect to it. The 100 overall is a small fandom compared to other fandom cabbies. It's a smaller sub-segment of an already small fandom. So I'm always kind of writing with the awareness that I'm writing for the same, you know, sort of contained group of people, but I feel like I know these people very, very deeply, you know, like I have a relationship with these readers and I have a relationship with people who like my fic and who ship this ship. So it's like communal in a way that feels like being a playwright is communal. That's totally different from writing a book, which I love. This is going to be the part of the podcast where I talk about my girlfriend, but this is the perfect <laughs> segue to be like, I mean, again, like my girlfriend and I met through this fan. Well, I guess technically she was reading my fic in a previous fandom, but we started talking because of fandom and we met entirely online through fandom and you can document the history of our relationship through (laughs) that fic I wrote after I accidentally locked myself out of my apartment and she freaked out (laughs) and that fic I wrote when X happened and that fic I wrote after we first met and this fic I wrote about being long distance. And you can track this. I love that. I was in a group chat with Shosh and her girlfriend before they got together, but when they were like, you know, on the way. And there was like a two month period where I seriously felt like Raven in a Balark fix <laughs> being like, oh my God, you guys. <laughs> fucking make that and I'm very sorry about that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> of course you love each other. Just God, get it over with. <laughs> Yeah, that was terrible for Aaron, and I apologize. (laughs) It was adorable, and it gave me a new appreciation of Raven in those situations. (laughs) Realism. That's what you get in fan Realism. You get the gritty. (laughs) I can attest that all of those uh, fixed situations are very, very real. (laughs) The locked out was like like the week before we started the group chat, and we started the group chat's I think in part because of that, because I couldn't communicate with either of you when I just suddenly oh, yeah, disappeared yeah. in the middle of an episode. Yes, <laughs> because that's right. my friend that's and right. I locked ourselves out of my apartment. And Brent was like, Brent was like terrified and yeah, like Brent was, freaking she out. Was drunk and freaking out so hard, and I just had, oh I just had my friend Steve's <laughs> phone, and he didn't have her number at that time, and I was yeah. like, I have literally no way of getting in touch with anyone. <laughs> And I was like, huh, that's weird that Shosh just disappears. Oh, well. (laughs) And Britt was like, are you dead? I'm so scared. (laughs) It was adorable. (laughs) So I wrote her a fanfic about that happening to Bellamy to apologize. Because that's how fandom works. And it's kind of awesome. (laughs) One of the reasons I get a little salty with, with the kind of cultural stereotype that thick writing is not real writing is because I actually do really feel like there's so much in the thick that I write that is deeply deeply personal yeah. like sometimes like in fun fluffy ways 
But also sometimes it's as much me revealing parts of myself and like going to those sort of deep personal places as any other kind of writing that I would do. And I do really feel like that's one of the things that I really love about it. I feel like there are fics that I've written where like you read this fanfic and it's like ostensibly it's about Cabby, but also you read it and you feel like, okay, now I know Claire better. Yeah, absolutely. And I imagine it's like very much the same for like for you and Brit too. It's like your relationship is like chronicled in these yep, fanfics. Absolutely. You know? You, the real person, putting a piece of you into this. Yes, it's about Clark and Bellamy making out, but it's also... About me and my girlfriend making out. (laughs) Which does occasionally make it weird for me to read. Like, I can't read that long-distance relationship fic because it's just, like, I feel like... Yeah, that one is too too weird. It's too weird. (laughs) I just, like, I get super... I can't, like, the making out part starts and I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Like, (laughs) TMI! I'm sorry, Erin. (laughs) It's okay, it's okay. That reminds me of like, so when the very first fic that I wrote had like a mild, I guess by my current standards, but at the time (laughs) felt extreme level of smut in it. And the amount of like exposed, I felt giving this to Aaron to beta, (laughs) I was like, this is like the erosion of the last sense of any kind of boundaries in our relationship. It is such a weird thing. Whatever personal limits we might ever have had in our whole lives, now they are gone. Here is some porn that I wrote. The transition it's from like, like real life friends to fandom friends is so much weirder than the transition from fandom friends to real life friends. It really is. Oh yeah. Really oh is. totally. At this point, yeah, yeah. basically everyone in my life knows that I write fan fiction, but like almost no one reads it my best friend steve will just occasionally be like hey i randomly decided to read that fanfic you wrote and i really enjoyed it. and i'm like thanks steve and he's like you should write a story that i just found out there is a new porn shop in harvard you should write a story where clark works there and i'm like okay thanks steve. <laughs> <laughs> see i'm like i don't really talk about fic writing outside of my sort of fandom circle with the exception of like i have a couple of close friends from other areas of my life that are not fandom who are fic writers in fandoms of oh their yeah own. yeah I have a friend who is like kind of a big deal in the Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries fic writing fandom. And she and I know each other like from work and kind of discovered this through like accidental kiss. I was like, oh my God, we're the same kind of nerd. This is amazing. <laughs> but for the most part, I'm very sort of protective of keeping those boundaries, you know, sort of separate. My proudest moment of my whole life is there is on AO3, there is one fanfic that exists for my novel for my book Aww. like my real life book a friend of mine wrote there is a gay smut fic and i am so it's proud so of it good. like i treasure it i treasure it so deeply all i want in my like real life as a novelist is to write a book that makes people want to go write fan fiction because for me it's like such a gesture of love it's like it's because i care so much about this show and i care so much about these characters that i want to spend all this extra time with them on top of the time that i spend watching the show and and podcasting about it like i'm thinking about these people every day <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's yeah. so weird you know? to actually think about it like you look at looking at yourself from the inside and like this is a lot <laughs> <laughs> I think part of why I think fandom is so great is like, it's hard for me sometimes to explain to people who are not in fandom the the emotional suffering that I go through every time this show introduces a storyline where I think that Abby might die, you know? <laughs> Like, it traumatizes me on a genuine level. Like, there are real human beings that I actually know who I feel less <laughs> daily terror about their death than Abby and Kane. 
which might make me a really terrible or deeply fucked up person. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. We're all we're all friends here. We're all there. We're all there. <laughs> but like, it's hard when you're like out in Gen Pop, like in Facebook world, or in like with like did the rest of civilization. I did, <laughs> and she's sticking with it. <laughs> I'm totally gonna use that. <laughs> Your thing, Claire, about not being, I guess, out as a fanfic writer reminded me. I remember when I went to college, I was very, I was like, you know, I was sort of like, okay, you know, I don't have to tell anyone about this. This is cool. Like, no one has to know. And one, I am one of those people who, like, people just look at me and are like, you write fanfiction, don't you? Like, just, <laughs> I give off the biggest nerd vibe in the world. It's just like, people look at me and like, so, you know, you like Magic the Gathering. And I'm like, you know what? No, I am actually play more Hearthstone. Thank you very much. Magic is a pain. <laughs> I'm really into the My Little Pony collectible card game. I'm not anymore, but I was for a while. But so, one, it is obvious from space that I'm a fandom person. My roommate was like, yeah, I just, I was emailing with you and I was like, I'm pretty sure she has a live journal and I'm going to find it. And she did. <laughs> but also I went to the same college that my brother went to and he graduated the year before I did, but he was very active in the nerd community there because again, we're a family of nerds. And there were like 15 people who I met within, you know, the first month of college who were just like, oh, you're Nito's little sister who writes slash fan fiction. I was like, really? <laughs> That was really, the full Nico? phrase. Nico's Come little on. sister who writes slash fan fiction every time. And I was like, I mean, yes, but. <laughs> I'm also other things. <laughs> it's not all slash fan fiction. <laughs> oh, yeah. So at some point I just realized like uh, there is no way for me to be completely subtle about this. So no, no. It. And I do think, I mean, like. It is kind of a shame that it's something that we so often feel like we have to, like, not really acknowledge. Because, like, the thing is, like, Claire, I mean, you know, we talked about, <laughs> the, you know, you sending me your very first pornographic fic and feeling like, <laughs> and I remember. smut. I know. And, like, <laughs> and I remember you sending that me that email and I remember you, <laughs> I remember very vividly that email. But she's like, I've never felt more vulnerable to you than I've ever had. <laughs> like, are you any other human being in my life? <laughs> <laughs> but like you know which is funny but also just like I mean I remember after like I remember us talking about it after that being like you know we had this moment of like oh my god I didn't know that there was you know that you were like that kind of nerd too oh my god I didn't know that you were that kind of nerd like it felt like yeah yeah, yeah. Was like yeah. this last little wall between us as best Aww. friends that we didn't even know existed that came down and like we are genuinely so much closer than we used to be, which is we didn't even know. Oh possible, yeah, you know, like yeah, because of fandom. Oh, I know it's lovely, and like, and that's just the two of us. That's not even counting like all of the genuinely amazing friends, like people who are like really truly good friends that I've made through fandom. Like Shosh, you know, we're like we're friends, you know, like yeah. it's not about fandom, it's not about fic. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We love these same things. We talk about them, but we also talk about our lives. You know, we talk about yeah, yeah. other stuff we're doing. We talk about other TV shows we're watching you know like there's a certain quality to fandom friendships that is just like really really special I think and I it has something to do with like I'm letting it all hang out yeah I care yeah, yeah, an yeah. absurd amount about this very specific yep. thing and I'm really passionate about it and also like you know here are my like kinks <laughs> I'm really you into know, these things <laughs> I'm really into these things yeah and, like not even necessarily sexually but just like you give me a fanfic 
with like best friends who are in love with each other but they don't know they're in love with each other they can't say it and they're like ridiculously angsting after each other like I am there every goddamn time you know like, <laughs> like I can't tell you how many times I cannot I've, like, bonded- emphasize enough how much I want Bellamy Blake to wear glasses like it is right exactly <laughs> you know so like just these these like totally like seemingly minor but actually like things that that you would maybe normally in your everyday life hesitate to reveal about yourself. You just reveal about yourself. And like you, the kind of like baseline level of vulnerability that you go into a fandom friendship with, I think actually makes for like a really kind of special kind of friendship. Like it makes it so much easier when there's something else in your life is happening that makes you feel really vulnerable to talk to those friends about it. You know, oh, yeah. because it's already like, well, you already know so much of this shit. Yeah. Exactly. Like, the friends that I've made because we were, like, smut fic buddies, if you start from that baseline, there's nothing that feels too awkward to say to yeah, that Yeah, like, person, I've right, sent you know? Aaron screenshots of texts I've gotten from my fandom friend Liz, and she will say anything. <laughs> yeah, anything. Like, Liz, Liz is just, like, one of the world's, I've never met her or spoken to her, but she is, like, one of the world's most, like, delightfully, zanily hilarious people. Yeah, she sent me some texts about Ricky Whittle while we were doing this that I will share with you at a later date. Okay. Uh, amazing. For me, like, my Shoshin Brit is uh, Sam and Brit. A different Brit. These are two separate people. Yeah, a different Brit. This is a Brit with two T's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're also, like, they're a couple and they met through fandom and they're sort of my little, like, my kind of core posse. But, like, I met them through Cabby fanfic and I think just because like sort of starting out from the basis of like me reading their smut them reading my stuff and us like talking about all this stuff and like being you know like being very extra about our shipper stuff I think beginning from that foundation of like so nothing's off the table I think it isn't a coincidence that it's like when I really need to get very real about mental health or like grieving or really deep life shit that I'm going through it's people like that that I feel like there's nothing that I can't talk about with friends where we have that kind of relationship yeah I think that's really special and I think partly what I find I guess sad about the way culturally we sort of minimize or reduce online friendships like they can't be real friendships I feel like it sort of misses out the fact that for a lot of people there's a freedom to being able to be yourself online like there's a freedom when you're typing things and that can bring out I think the best and the worst in people yeah, but like I think yeah. it's best it sort of opens up an ability to be authentic that can be really hard in the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. no, I totally agree. And um, I feel like we should also shout out Hawthorne Whisperer, Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's also in our group chat. Also our our, spot, our beloved friend. Our beloved friend. She's not dating any of us, though, so yeah. she didn't come into yeah. <laughs> that part of it, but... <laughs> And speaking of fic and group chats, I also would like to mention that Aaron and I have a whole amazing online group chat friend community that entirely was formed as like a support group for Aaron to read my Bell Abbey fic that I wrote that she like didn't want to experience reading it on her own. And so all these people were like, we really want to watch Aaron read this fic together and watch her like melt down. And so we formed this group chat just for that, like just for that sort yeah. of like make popcorn and like watch Aaron because well, there's like, a bunch of people who were like you should live tweet it you should live tweet it and I was like when it came down to it I was like I cannot do I cannot live tweet this like <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, kids, yeah. like <laughs> mama's got boundaries <laughs> let's like make like a private group and then she can like live tweet it in there and now those people are like genuine real friends because it started out with you know Bellamy and Abby and the rover and then it quickly devolved into googling pictures of dolphin penises and that is what ha- that yeah. is the magic 
of fandom <laughs> friendships. <laughs> you learn more about animal penises from fandom than from anywhere else. <laughs> Right? Yeah. There's so much about animal penises now. Well, you were in you were in the Supernatural fandom, right? Yeah. I know a lot of things. <laughs> I'm just saying that fandom is like wild in terms yeah. of Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, it's no. Sort of I, like I have seen things. <laughs> It always kind of makes me laugh when you see, like, I'm not as fandom experienced as Shasha's, but, like, with the kink meme or, like, people on Tumblr, like, people who are, like, very shocked by things happening in the 100 fandom. And I want to be, like, just from my, again, my very, very, very limited experience in fandoms, I'm just, like, I don't think we are nearly as crazy and out there as, like... Guys, I've seen the My Little Pony fandom. You guys don't even want to know. <laughs> no, I know. I'm sure. Well, I I mean, like you started off with gargoyles for Christ's sake. Yeah, that like, was your <laughs> inaugural fandom experience. There was a lot of egg lane. Oh yeah. <laughs> and again, like my slice of this, like my experience with fandoms is very, very, very narrow. And this is the only one that I feel like I know very deeply. But I'm just like, I don't feel like we are nearly as like out there on the fringes of what is societally acceptable. <laughs> Can confirm we are not. <laughs> My brother reads My Little Pony fanfic and sends me like summaries of the worst ones. And it's like, what if Twilight Sparkle <laughs> was in World War Two and also at Hogwarts? And I'm like, <laughs> like, well, we've all wondered how she, what her relationship with Hitler was. And he's like, yeah, I know. Like, this is a normal thing that we think about. <laughs> What if Twilight Sparkle was in World War II? Oh my god, I'm crying. Yeah, no, Nico sends me, Nico will just like read the summaries of My Little Pony pairings he likes and send me like the oh weirdest shit he encounters. And it's like, yep, yep, that is, that sure is what's happening. Uh, <laughs> and oh I think like god. another thing, another sort of like translation issue, I think sometimes with that stuff with fandom, like, Sometimes that stuff is written in earnest, but a lot of it is written deliberately because oh, yeah. it's out there. You know, so like, so people, oh, people yeah. like outside of fandom will encounter like, oh my God, I came across this thing. And it's like, yeah, that was a joke. Like somebody's friend was like, yeah, I dare you to write this. And they're like, fine. Okay. You yeah. Know? yeah, like, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's deliberately absurd. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't this be ridiculous? I'm going to write it. You know, <laughs> I have done that many times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have done that, but then I've also, I have sometimes talked myself into shipping things that I started out writing as a dare, either to myself or because somebody was like, oh, I could never ship blah and blah. And I'm like, challenge accepted. Yep, and everyone's yep. like, no, Claire, nobody dared you. And I'm like, I heard you dare me. No, Claire, no one wanted to do that. I'm going to do it anyway. Here's Abby and Major Burn. <laughs> I used to be in this life journal community that just came up with like, people would submit a long list of names and they would just randomly pair them and people could claim whichever pairings they wanted. And I ended up like writing Remus Lupin slash one of the dogs from Gargoyles. Because like, he's a <laughs> I was like 15. I was like, yeah, this seems normal. <laughs> See, and this is like, this is what I love about fanfic is like, for me, it becomes like, as a writer, like, how do you do this? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, how do I, how do you take this impossible thing and somehow make it work? And for me, I always try, like, if I can, like, can I do this in canon? Yep. Like, can I find a way to, like, make this work based in canon, based in, like, understanding these characters very deeply and find a way to make it plausible? And then when I do, it feels like a tremendous sense of victory. But it's like a writing exercise. Yeah, it absolutely is. 